Blog Talk Radio. Come back home to Africa. Come back home 
Borrow my Nico, borrow my Nico Indora, borrow my Yako, borrow my Yakanda. You are now listening live and always an archive at your leisure and convenience to the Divine Prince, an African spiritualist, practitioner, author, and advisor, Elagoon Oloye Hudu Obea Bokor, sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, universal, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a Pan-African hoodoo world spiritualist perspective, understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veil, for it is all just an illusion and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. This is my constant prayer, my mantra, affirmation, reverberation, reiteration, and my ever-living reality. And it is crucial to the very foundation of my understanding, my being, my walks, my work along this divine, all-blessed life path and journey. It is how I, the Divine Prince, make sense out of all the weird challenge we're here in our daily existence on Mother, Father, Earth, and it is my personal place of power and understanding, place from where I begin, the place from where I crystallize and realize all my endeavors, understanding that I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny, and I and I alone create and co-create my divine, all-blessed reality. And so it is. Ashe. Today is Wednesday, November 7, 2018, and I am emanating and vibrating with you and for you live, virtually, verbally, universally, from this working temple of the House of the Divine Prince. High potions, hoodoo central, black hawk voodoo in this legendary, historic, beautiful, and most enchanted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana, the land of my ancestors and those who came before me along this spiritualist hoodoo obeya life path and journey, passing down that great obeya stick, along with the knowledge of the healing, life-giving herbs, roots, plants, rituals, spirits, and minerals. Please do continue to join me here at high noon U.S. Central Standard Time, daily at high noon U.S. Central Standard Time for the Power Lunch, Revolutionary Hoodoo, New Orleans Voodoo Secrets and Recipes here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen prince. Be mindful my live listening and calling number is area code Three four seven two one five eight nine six seven three four seven two one five eight nine six seven and of course my website where I can be reached virtually twenty four hours a day seven days a week three hundred and sixty five days a year is www dot all is truly and indeed a blessing me and Historic Treme and Denise Augustine offer Creole tours, voodoo tours, uh, Treme tours, all sorts of tours at OurSacredStories.com. We not only offer a tour, but we offer an experience, and we invite you to continue to support us 
at OurSacredStories.com. And remember to always let Denise know that you heard about the website by way of Blog Talk Radio and the Divine Prince. All is a blessing. I'm just a little bit distracted today. The ancestors are speaking. The drums are sounding. And I'm struggling to stay between the worlds, allow the energy that is present to wash over me, to become a part of me and my journey, to respond, if you will, to spirit, and still uh, maintain my schedule and do all the other things uh, that I indeed have to do, need to do uh, at this crossroads uh, in life. So bear with me just a moment. You will not be able to stay home, my brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and drop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and Skip. Skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruption. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The voodoo will not be brought to you by the Schaefer Award Theater and will not star Natalie Wood and Steve McQueen and Bullwinkle and Julia. The voodoo will not give you mouth sex appeal. The voodoo will not get rid of the nubs. The voodoo will not make you look five pounds thinner because the voodoo will not be televised, my brother and my sister. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mays pushing the cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not predict the winner, PM, or the count from 29 districts. The revolution, the voodoo, will not be televised. Our ancestors will not continue to be silent, will not continue to be walked over, will not be continued to be negated, will not be pushed into the dark closet of history of past gone, bygone, of things we need to just get over. The ancestors will have the final word. The ancestors will have the last say. The ancestors will stand up, and particularly right now at this crossroads in time space, as we encroach upon 2019, and into the future. The voodoo will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The ancestors will not be bought and sold. And those of us who live the very essence of our ancestors, who are the very passion and desire for a better day, the very manifestation of their prayers, their sweat, their tears, their battles, their triumphs, their disappointments. We are that 
manifestation standing up today right now in this divine moment in time space. And the narrative of Big Mom and them and what Grandmom and them did and, and, and what happened way back, but somehow it didn't get passed down. Somehow you, you, you didn't find time to ask questions. Somehow you didn't take the opportunity to learn and absorb this wisdom while it was in front of you. And, and now, in, in 2018, in the, in the pop culture, in the spirit of tourism, in the spirit of entertainment, in the spirit of, of modern technology and, 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 and social media, ATR is looking real fashionable to many people right now. And, and so be clear, be clear that your demonstration, that your behavior, that your lifestyle, that your actions, that your activities, even when, when, when we are not looking, resonate w- with the edict that's being sent down by the ancestors. Been here. Been here. We've been here. We've been doing this work. We've been acknowledging and, and, and educating and, and bringing forward the true authentic demonstration of Louisiana voodoo, been here, and we don't do it under our own power. We don't do it under our own fancy. We don't do it under our own vanity. We don't do it under ego. We don't do it out of personality. We do it out of commitment and vocation and dedication to the ancestors and those who came before us, those who laid the foundation upon which we all now stand today and have our very being. I shall bear no false witness against myself or anybody else. I bear no false witness. And I will not be put in a position to bear false witness either. For I will not disrespect myself. I would not disrespect my ancestors. I will not disrespect my elders who stand up in their truth independently and say, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, by the renewing of your mind. And so if we're going to regain ourselves, regain our connection to spirit, regain our connection to our ancestors, we must regain our connection to truth and to ourselves. You don't wake up one day and decide, man, this voodoo thing looks good, and put that on as a costume, and put that on as a dress, and, and wear that as, as, a, as a public face while you live out some other life, some other uh, a reality, some other truth. You don't say you are committed to honoring and acknowledging the ancestors and those who came before and these spiritual traditions that walk with them while still acknowledging Caesar's rule, while still acknowledging the government as it shows up in in religion, as it shows up in our religiosity to 
to the oppressive systems of religion that has been our our challenge and our battle since the first enslaved Africans were brought here in early 1700. No humbow. No humbow. And, and now is absolutely not the time to bow down. Now is the time to respect the voodoo. Now is the time to learn and acknowledge and educate ourselves and each other about what is uniquely us. We don't need a foreign interpretation. We don't need foreign ambassadors. We don't need those outside of our community establishing any kind of edicts about what happens within the confines of Louisiana, voodoo, and what goes on here in New Orleans as it relates to traditional, historic, legendary practice of voodoo that continues to survive on through our demonstration today. No more narratives. No more stories about what I once heard about that you didn't respect enough to stand up in, operate in, demonstrate in, and then bring that forward into today. There's a tradition already in place. There's a system already in place. There's a lineage already in place. There's a path already in place. And I'm not in any challenge with other systems, other paths, other tongues, other houses, but we will acknowledge and we will respect the ancestors of this ground. We will acknowledge and we will respect the voodoo of this land. We will acknowledge and respect those that came before that gave their lives so that we could then fight on today to continue to give our lives for the validation legitimization, empowerment, self-empowerment of standing up in that which belongs to us, to us. We appreciate acknowledgement, but no man or woman can give or take that which the ancestors give, that which the ancestors bless with, that what the ancestors anoint with. There's no man in any power in any position to give or take that. So we must begin to truly operate in a in a revival of revolution as it was demonstrated to us by our ancestors by way of first accepting, embracing, acknowledging the empowerment that exists within our very being as as descendants of the Middle Passage as descendants of these traditions, as descendants of those who have continued to fight to keep these traditions alive uh, century after century, generation after generation. Now is the time to put all of our tools, all of our toys, uh, all of our little trinkets and devices and means of shortcuts to access information it now is the time to utilize these things to truly educate ourselves and each other and empower ourselves 
and each other so that indeed we stand up in truth. We stand up unified in truth. Truth is like a a steel-cased, diamond-covered building that exists in the spirit realm. It, It can't be torn down. It can't be violated. It can't be diluted. It can't be ignored. It can't be overlooked. And in the environment in which we exist today, indeed, we are at war still to self-identify, to self-acknowledge, to to stand up in the truth that our ancestors fought for us to be able to stand up and represent in. We are indeed still at war, in battle, in challenge. And this is the time that we pull out all of our little tricks. <laughs> this is the time that you seek help from the spirit realm is when you're truly going to do spiritual warfare in name of in representation of something that the ancestors mandate. And so now is the time. There's no better opportunity than now. There's no more real moment in time space than now. The past is, is, is just what we memorize and what we uh, crystallize uh, in our individual and collective awareness. Um, I guess some elders just say they, they memories can't be diluted. <laughs> and we give thanks for that. Um, there's just a vision and a hope that we all would seek to manifest. But in my almost 40 years of, of operating, in this voodoo, living in this voodoo, giving up my life for this voodoo, sacrificing any uh, uh, semblance of normality for this voodoo, um, sometimes not even being humanized for this voodoo, um, now is not the time to bow down. Now is not the time to allow the traditions to continue to be appropriated to continue to be commercialized outside of the realm of truth, to be bastardized, now is not that time. Now is not that time. And the ancestors will not accept it in us anymore. Um, I woke up this morning with, with this song in my head. Wait in the water. Wait in the water, children, wait in the water. Mommy's going to trouble the water. And it took me way back. <laughs> it took me Harriet Tubman back. It, it, it took me back to a time when drumming was outlawed. It took me back to a time when dancing was outlawed. It took me back to a time when when we were not only being denied, but even being denied access to religion and spiritual practice at all. It took me back to a time when we were fighting for the most basic right to be. And 
the idea that 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 threat would exist in 2018 is just crazy to me. The idea that we are still defending and protecting for acknowledgement for ourselves and for those who came before us is just mind-boggling to me. With all the technology, with all the information, with all the dialogue, people are choosing not to walk in truth. People are choosing not to walk in authenticity. People are choosing to uh, continue to operate in, in contractual agreements with the devil. People are choosing to still allow the African born in America, the, the descendants of the enslaved Africans here in the U.S., to be somehow subjugated to being legitimized and validated by people outside of our community, by people outside of our city, by people outside of our state, by people outside of our country, whose first offering, in my opinion, would be to educate themselves about our story. And so when you know our story, you come in, you step in, you you knock at the door, you offer a greeting and, and, and wait for a response, and you acknowledge the mother of the house. You acknowledge the fathers of the house. You acknowledge the people who inhabit the land that you are now inviting yourself into. And so until we, and this is not a new message. I'm in 10 years of doing this show. This is not a new message. In denying ourselves, we deny our ancestors. In denying each other, we deny our ancestors. And, And in so doing, we deny truth. We then mask behind an illusion of truth, but but we're not walking authentically. We're not walking in purity. We're we're not walking empowered. And so we must at some point erect a fence, a spiritual fence, um, to stop the plundering, plundering, and to allow time for healing to truly take place, to allow time for conversation truly take place. No last minute. (laughs) No, we've been planning and we've been organizing and and now we're going to possibly invite the community in at the last minute. We've got to truly have demonstration of the healing that our healers profess. As always, I invite you to be a part of the show, to share your opinion, to call in with your questions, comments, and requests. Uh, we got about 20 minutes remaining in the show. I don't want to quite do all the talking. <laughs> Divine, all blessed, um, Voodoo Queen, Colin Laveau, did you want to talk? Uh, can you hear me? 
Yes, ma'am. Come on in. Okay. Yeah, I, I just want to say um, I totally agree what what you said, and I like the fact that you speak about that there needs to be a real attempt to try to understand our story before moving forward, before trying to find what it is that we do here, before trying to claim what it is that we do here, to understand the story first, you know, to hear what we have to say first, to see where healing must start first before we move forward. And so often we're often overlooked and it's always, you know, done in a way that, oh, it's just convenient for this timing, maybe convenient for this celebration. Oh, let's just forget it all and let's just move forward. But no one has come in the correct way and sat down and and, and, and just tried to understand what is our story. Nobody has knocked and waited for a response. And mm-hmm. that's where we're mm-hmm. in right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So in moving forward, how do we better equip ourselves at the grassroots level, at the community level, to to reach our people in a way that's truly hands-on, healing, um, and the communicative skills are there? Um, sometimes I'm finding that we don't have the best communication skills uh, in our community. And so we don't know how to say, I don't know, I don't understand, I have questions. Can you educate me? Can you show me? Uh, and then we don't pass that skill down to our, our children and the younger generations when, when the adults don't know how to to demonstrate that. How do we move that forward? I think that letting go of ego and letting go of the need to be right and letting go of the idea of not wanting to be seen as someone who did not know and who is here for re-education would be the thing to do. There needs to be com- there needs to be communication that is not prompted by events or some convenient scheduling. There needs to be ongoing willingness, and then there needs to be an understanding that we're talking about all of us here. We're talking about all of our ancestors here on this land and we're talking about not just our desire to want to get this information out but they are demanding it the ancestors are demanding it in the way that I move and I know in the way that you move sometimes you're tired sometimes you don't even want to go forward but I'm being commanded by my ancestors to move and to to put this information out and to be, you know, in a space where I can be here to receive any questions or be here to share this information. I would answer and to be a demonstration. Hmm. I'm sorry, beloved. I, I, I said and to be a demonstration. You know, we, we've had you know people come in and write books and and document and try and, 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 and sort of in an artistic uh, frame 
describe what's happening without actually being a part of that that process, without actually being a participant, without actually uh, spending any time on the ground, much in the way we do when we go to these other lands and these other nations. We we spend time exploring the food. We spend time exploring the language. We we spend time exploring the people uh, who are doing the work, who are applying the medicine. The people who are actively doing the work are less likely to know what's happening until after the fact, are not asked, you know, right out, you know, can you explain that to me? Can you, can you talk about that with me? Can you share that with me from, from a pure and honest place? What we ultimately have to do as the African in America is we have to drop the last shackle, and the last shackle is not wanting to be real about our true identity to truly get to the bottom of that and to hold that up high. First, we, you know, just just thinking about our journey in this country, once we were told that everything about us was wrong or ugly or evil, the first thing we wanted to do was, well, let's assimilate into white culture. Let's be as white as we can possibly be. Let's straighten our hair. Let's, you know, get the good jobs. Let's do this. And I'm not saying that anything is wrong with being successful, but oftentimes being successful meant not being black or separating for those, from those things that make you black. And then when we have this movement of coming into accepting our culture identity, being proud of Africa, being proud of Afrocentricity, then we kind of take on this thing of still feeling inferior next to the person who was born on the continent or even the person who was born in the Caribbean. And still we Mm -hmm. hold their lineage, and, and don't get it twisted, their lineage, their tradition is connected with their ancestors. We hold that up high and we hold it as the prize and we deny our ancestors. We deny Momo and Papa. We deny mm-hmm. Big Mama. Mm-hmm. And we want to sweep her under the rug as if she's something to be shameful of, as if she's less than the traditions that already seem very beautiful, and they are. But we don't want to have the real conversation of how do we bring what we already have on looking for this validation outside of ourselves. And so we go there and we take our money there. We put our attention there. We totally disconnect from our traditions here, finding out what our true lineages are, all to kind of fit back into a church-like model. This is all just social. This is all about acceptance. I want to be a part of the club, and it really has nothing to do with really getting down to the bottom of our ancestors, our lineages, our practices, holding that up high the same way that the Cubans have done, the same way that the Brazilians have done, the same way that the Haitians have done. It's beautiful. They have theirs and we have ours. We should stand equally as a part of the diaspora, not coming as beggars, trying to get the crumbs of their tradition, 
we have our own. I also think, Queen, um, it's important to acknowledge that there's an economy, an agreed-upon economy built in and around these various systems, um, and, and, and to some degree rightly so. But when we look right. to Brazil and Cuba and Haiti and, and even West Africa to some degree, um, sometimes some of the most economically challenged regions in the world. Um, there's eco-tourism and there's, you know, tourism around plants and animals and, and obviously geography and, and culture. And so now there's tourism around spirituality and religion. And so there's agreed upon network in in Cuba, in Haiti, of, of shared promise of, of economic benefit for maintaining at least tradition so that tourists, many African-Americans, tourists of, of many other nationalities find their ways to these islands and to these exotic uh, regions to have a, an experience, if you will. And as you said, mm-hmm. they, in, in the process, see themselves as going back in time, maybe connecting with something that's ancient, something that's older than them, but not always paying attention to to what relationship this journey may indeed have to themselves and to their own ancestral background. Mm-hmm. And so we don't have that, that economic shelf in place here. Right, right. We, not just to us, but Africans worldwide, everyone that's a part of the diaspora who has these traditions. We have to take a look at ourselves and we have to say, what is our true motivation here? Is this just to hold up something so that we can have something prepared for tourists and travelers to see? Or are we really authentically trying to connect with and heal ourselves through our traditions? Right now, it does seem to be that where the money goes, that's where all of the... um, the decisions and the provisions are made there. Who's going to get this money? Who's going to, where are the tourists going to go? Who's got this prestige? But then we have to ask ourselves, when we look at ourselves here in 2018, not just us in America, but when we look at ourselves all over, have we all truly had the healing that's necessary? Have we really done what we needed to do with these traditions? And I think at some point, everybody has to come back and there has to be a cleansing, all of the other places that you find Africans in this world. And we have to go back to the roots of this. We have to go back, and we have to go back to what is sacred about this. And there's nothing wrong with sharing the tradition with the rest of the world. When you go somewhere, if, if, you know, if I come to your house, I want to eat your food that you cook. You know, I would like to enjoy you know, the nice decor and your nice comfy couch. But that doesn't stop me from cleaning my own house and cooking my own food. And so I think we can share with the world, but we have to really get to the bottom of why are we doing what we're doing? Is it just for the look? Is it just for the show? Or are we really doing some healing work here? Are we really making a difference here? And I think everything needs to go back for everybody in the traditions. We need to go back to what this was really meant for. 
that's healing, that's reconnecting, that's speaking with the ancestors, working with the spirits, making real change. And here we have so much that needs to be done because I'll still hear a lot of Africans and Americans say, oh, we don't have a culture. And even when I present information to people, I see tears coming out of grown men's eyes just because they had no idea that we had some of these things that I'm talking about to them in my tours. They had no idea. So we really need to educate and we need to cultivate what's here. And I think we all have to make that priority. If we're really being serious about what is happening with ATRs in New mm-hmm. Orleans, in Louisiana, in the United States, all over the world, we have to get honest about what exactly is our mission. Is this just to ego? Is this just wanting to be the face of it? Is it just wanting to take advantage of a particular opportunity that just happens to come around because we say that this is the 300-year mark, what are we doing here? And who are we truly speaking to acknowledge? The ancestors are watching. They, they see you. They see me. They see all of us. And they will have the final say. The ancestors will have the final say. And so if we're not operating authentically, honestly, openly. It's real easy to, you know, sort of smile and, and appear joyful uh, and let's get together and, and dance and sing, but we're struggling against doing the harder, tougher, much deeper work, which requires yeah. having more conversation, which requires me being able to be honest with you and, and, and accepting your being honest with me. And, and as long as that's not happening, we'll always have the appropriation, commercialization, bastardization. Um, and, and some might even say the, 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 the uh, uh, dismissal, the, the wiping out of the erasing of our culture altogether, uh, that, that there will yeah. be a time that it won't be known, that it won't be remembered that it won't be understood except in in what book and documentation uh, is being put into place today. Yeah. It's time for us to control the narrative. Um, the reason why we came to this place of even thinking that, you know, voodoo was evil or voodoo was about cursing and hexing and you see the Hollywood movies the first documentations of voodoo was not written by people who carried this tradition in their blood, not written by people who practiced these traditions. They were written by people who were foreign to this tradition. And they were also written by people who enslaved us. And if we look today, we still have a lot of situations where this narrative is still being controlled or attempting to 